SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock. David Shapiro of Sassfin standing by to give us his take on the markets today. David, do you unplug your cell phone charger to save electricity? <laughs> I'm one of those anal people who keeps my phone charged and my iPads charged all the time. Fully charged. Fully charged. <laughs> I didn't know that, Hilton. Don't. Anyway. Hilton I had turned off a geezer at home. <laughs> and? My electricity bill went up. <laughs> We'll have to dig into that one. Hilton Tarrant with you on the market update this evening. Lots to get through in business today is brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. Here's Google and Fubi with your business news. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. Investec, the owner of a bank and money manager in South Africa and the UK, more than quadruples the pay of its chief executive officer, Stephen Kossoff, when he received a bonus following a 28% increase in profit. The National Association of Automobile Manufacturers of South Africa says the number of new vehicle sales sold in June increased by 3.3% to a little more than 53,500 vehicles. NAMSA adds that the industry remains on export growth of around 15% in volume terms for 2013. And well-known South African restaurant Steers opened its first restaurant in the UK yesterday. The UK menu will be based on the South African one and will also include the new peri-peri chicken option. Famous Brands, which is the holding company of the local eatery, says the company has always considered exporting Steers to the UK with consistent requests from many expatriates living in London also having fueled the decision. Turning to the markets now, the JCO share index has closed up in positive territory, just shy of 1% at 39,923 points. Florence trading at 9.88 to the US dollar, 15 rand 4 cents to the pound, and 12.91 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,254 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $103, and the platinum price at $1,376 an ounce. Thanks, Gugu. Seven minutes after six in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your business? Could it be the difference between moving and shaking, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. MoneyWeb Market Watcher is proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Eight minutes after six o'clock, David Shapiro with us. David, market up nicely today, despite mm. a horrible number from China this morning. In fact, it wasn't such a horrible number because uh, the pre, uh, the preliminary reading was negative. Remember, we actually came down on that when HSBC came out and said it's 48.2. So which number do you really believe now? Chinese official record is now 50.1 or 50.2, which is expansion. So um, that, 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 was, uh, that was just one of the numbers. Mm. Japan came out positive. Europe was worse than people had feared. Um, America pretty good. So I think that gave the market a lift. But Hilton, to be honest, market wants to go better. I think we had a terrible June, um, which was dominated or uh, dictated by worries over the possible ending of quantitative easing. Uh, we're getting used to that, and now it's, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that 
focusing on the economies or focusing on the U.S. economy, I think uh, there's a move now to push to push uh, share prices higher. So I think you're going to have a good July. You mentioned uh, those purchasing managers index or PMI numbers. Uh, we saw a, a better than expected one in the UK as well. Mm. Here at home, the Cajuso PMI at 51.6 versus 50.4 in May. Mm. That's better. All of them. You know, in the right direction. And I think put it all together. Um, you know, markets, markets improved. So I, I'm surprised at the pace at which we turned around after last week or the week before's mm. plunge. You know, it's, it's recovered so fast that you've almost forgotten where we were. And uh, I was away on Friday, um, Friday afternoon, and I phoned in uh, to the office at half past four, and we were meandering along, and suddenly we had this incredibly strong close, which I attributed to fund managers just trying to improve performances in the last half hour. But it <laughs> followed through today, so uh, cynic of cynics, maybe I was wrong. We didn't see much in the way of company news today. Uh, Rainbow Chicken, it has bought a further stake in Food Corp, the, the third largest food producer in the country. It bought around about 64% mm. a couple of months ago. Now has bought 23.9%, the stake held by management, taking it up to 88%. Yeah, well, we're going to see a transformation. Uh, Rainbow Chickens won't be Rainbow Chickens for much longer. Mm. I think it's going to be Food Corp. And you'll find a complete transformation of the company into a, uh, a food producer. Um, I'm sure that they'll slowly get rid of the chickens. You, you've read it's dominated headlines for the, you know, for the last month. It's a very difficult business and no one can get on top of it. So we've got to start looking at that as a, and, 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 uh, you know, it will be a listed company again, mm. just giving you, you know, further choices in food produce, food production. One of the things that I think the market hasn't quite got a handle on is, is the size of this transformed group mm. and, and mm. the scale, uh, mm. what the numbers are going mm. to look like when, when it reports, um, it's made in numbers as this new entity. Mm. And I was digging through some of the Food Corp numbers when they announced the transaction a couple of months ago, uh, in fact, towards the end of last year, uh, digging through the Food Corp numbers, looking at Rainbow's numbers, mm. and the Two businesses are very, very similar in size in terms of revenue. It's about seven billion each, eight that's, billion each. That's big. Uh, EBITDA yeah. of around about six hundred, seven hundred million each. Yeah, that's well. It's 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 what we would call a mid-size now, or mm. not even a mid-size. Well, probably a add them two together. Yeah, add the two together, yeah. and you get to fifteen, sixteen billion. billion. Yeah, it's size of pick and pay. Gives you an idea. I think pick and pay is about eighteen billion. Now, I was trying to do numbers over the weekend. It's quite incredible to see how things have changed on the JSE. And mm. the one astonishing fact was uh, a shop right now is worth the combined value of all our gold miners. <laughs> at at uh, Goldfields, Angler Gold Ashanti and Harmony. Admittedly, uh, Goldfields shed off uh, Savannah. But you can add it in as well because I think uh, a shop right comes with a little bit of change. So you'll find that, <laughs> that, <laughs> you'll find that, that's, that, that, that shows you how far down our, uh, our gold miners are plunged. So you're getting these changing dynamics uh, within the JSC. Speaking of gold miners, gold shares having a decent day on the JSC, especially the, the pure rand, the pure rand gold shares, it, DRD gold, yeah, Sibania. It was going to happen. I mm. mean, you know, after gold had uh, fell all the way back to 1200, I mean, it's a sector that has been decimated. I know you're speaking to Peter later, Peter Armitage, about mm. 
um, performance in that. Um, still on the year-on-year, or even since the beginning of the year, gold and platinum miners are still in, down in the region of 40-50% in some of them. So there's bound to be some kind of rebound in that sector. Um, it's more a trading rebound than, than one that uh, you know, can hold on. So I think be careful. If you're a trader, great opportunity. If you're a longer-term investor, just be cautious you know, and see whether we can hold these values. Well, Pan-African Resources, one of the smaller uh, gold companies on the JSE, has poured the first gold from its Barberton Tailings retreatment project. The plant cost just over 300 million rand, was delivered within budget and on schedule that gold poured on Friday. Earlier, I spoke with Joint Interim Chief Executive Kurbis Lurtz and asked him about the project. I mean, the plan is to treat uh, around 100,000 ounces of gold tailings per month through this plant, so uh, just around 1.2 million tons per year. And that should translate into 20,000 additional ounces to be produced by Barberton over the next, uh, at least the next six years. So that's pretty exciting. And I think you, 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 you mentioned it. I mean, the other attractive um, aspect of this project is that the, the, the lower than, um, say, Barberton cash cost. So we estimate that the, uh, the U.S. dollar cash cost per ounce uh, through the Barberton Tailings plant will be around $800 per ounce. That's Joint Interim Chief Executive of Pan-African Resources there, Kourbis Lutz. David, $800 an ounce. Gives him a nice margin. Mm. And uh, look, it, it's a wonderful little operation. I think, um, I think Pan-African is probably the best uh, little gold miner if you, if you really feel this compulsion to buy gold. It's, it's well, the big question now it. is it's, it's gone ahead and bought mm. Evander, so that's mm. transformed the company completely mm. and is now in the, in the deep level mining game, which it wasn't before. Mm. That's sure. But it's, uh, they seem to be miners who are on top of things. And I think the one thing about South Africa is that, you know, if you can get those kind of miners, you know, chaps who can mine efficiently, effectively, productively, then, uh, of course you can make money. And, and, and as with the stainings, if they cost 800, that's a, that's a, what, 50% margin. It's a pretty good margin, set. Well, MoneyWeb's Malcolm Reese joins us now. Malcolm, you've been covering the DefenseX scheme for a number of months here on the Market Update, as well as on MoneyWeb.co.za. Chris Walker, of course, is the mastermind behind the frozen DefenseX scheme. We heard from Julius Cobbett last week that 800 million rand was deposited into the scheme's bank account. You've made contact with Chris Walker, who is now promoting two new schemes, uh, one called Kippy and the other one called My Fun Life. How did you go about getting into contact with Chris? Well, at around the time that um, he was going through his court battles with the Registrar of Banks, we noticed that on his Facebook account, he started promoting these schemes that you talk about, which are uh, U.S.-based network um, marketing schemes, um, which are almost like hybrid Ponzi's, or they look very similar. Um, so we saw that. I mean, it was, it was a little bit odd that while this guy was going through such a key court case, he was still trying to promote other schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, I just registered um, through his, one of his blogs to to join one of these US-based schemes, and then he um, he sent me an email asking, you know, telling me about them, a little bit of promotional material, and he invited me to to call him. Should I have any questions? So yeah, I called him. 
And uh, yeah, then we just talked about those schemes and the discussion started to, to lead towards defense. What is interesting is that uh, these two new schemes that he's, uh, he's promoting are not his own. He is basically taking a U.S. scheme, acting as, as some sort of intermediary mm-hmm. and, and, and then trying to, trying to elicit investment. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, the way these things work and, and what Chris was saying is that he, he's basically a professional network marketer. So, you know, really what you do is um, your job as a network marketer, as I understand, is really to go around trying to get new members to join these schemes. And because of the the sort of pyramid-type structures that they have, the more guys that join um, through you sort of acting as their agent or their member, um, or the more money you make. It sort of increases almost exponentially um, for every new recruit. So, yeah, it's clear that... um, uh, Chris is tapping into his followers and perhaps some of those old defense members promoting these um, US-based schemes as a way to break what he calls the, you know, the control system, which is there to keep the poor down and out. Um, so yeah, he's offering it to his his members as a new income uh, opportunity. Um, but it would seem that he's making a buck or two from it himself. Well, here's a, here's a short snippet of that uh, conversation you heard of Chris Walker. It, it, it runs for a very long time. I think you spoke to him for about 20 minutes um, late last week. Uh, apologies for the, for the poor audio quality, but uh, he does believe that the Reserve Bank thinks he's the biggest criminal in South Africa. Walker there, uh, the alleged mastermind of the Defence X scheme. David, quite astonishing that this person is now selling in inverted commas two new schemes. I know, you can't stop them. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy that people actually continue to believe that they can make money at that kind of rate in schemes. You know, it's, it, what, 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 when I say astonishing, it's so, it's astonishing that people, um, you know, can part with their money so easily. Mm. It's, anyway. Uh, I don't know what the defense against that is. You know, I don't know how you ever stop it and other than trying to educate people. MoneyWeb Market Watcher was proudly brought to you by the Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at the University of KwaZulu-Natal offers a variety of programs to help you make your mark in the world of business. The interdisciplinary nature of our World Trust programs enables our candidates to effectively deal with the complex challenges of an ever-changing landscape. If you're ready to make a difference, consider the university that is changing the world every day. The Graduate School of Business and Leadership at UKZN, shaping business leaders in Africa. Are you a pensioner or investor looking for a high-yield investment that will give you an above-average guaranteed return? then Finbond Mutual Bank's limited offer is perfect for you. Invest a minimum amount of 100,000 Rand on a fixed-term deposit and earn 9.5% per annum guaranteed. Contact us today on 0860 Terms and conditions apply. 
Finbond is an authorized financial services and credit provider. Finbond Mutual Bank. It's my bank. 20 past 6. Today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, we're exactly halfway through the trading year. The JSE 6 index is up just 2.3% since January. The market practically flat without any dividends until Friday's close. Some interesting names in the best and worst performing shares of the year so far. We say good evening to Peter Armitage of Anchor Capital. Peter, the top 20 of the, the first six months of the trading year, not quite what you would have thought. A lot of my colleagues in the, in the newsroom this afternoon... Uh, suggesting that some of the popular rand hedge stocks like SAB Miller and British American Tobacco would be in there, but they're, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, Elton, I think the, uh, the move, you know, the, the, we've been in the market for six months of the year, and one uh, often looks back at the movement over the last month or two, but in fact over a longer time period, um, it's been quite an interesting mix of shares that have topped the list. And a lot of kind of bottom-up stories, you know, stories that have more to do with underlying fundamentals of a specific company than any particular theme. So things like Coronation, AECI, EOH, Times Media, Supergroup, um, right, right up at the top of the list. Um, but all of those not really thematic. They're all businesses that have done particularly well or have had some corporate action. On the on the opposite side of the spectrum, the, the bottom 20 shares so far across the six months, no surprises there, I guess, uh, but in the whole, uh, 13 out of those bottom 20 are, are resource companies. Yeah, no, it's resource, retail, um, or unsecured lending. Those have been the problem areas in the country, a lot of it flowing through from global factors. Um, but I think it's just lead to healthcare, Udeco, and AFGRI. Um, that didn't fall into one of those three categories. The the bottom performer of the year, Harmony, has has lost half of its value uh, from December till uh, the end of June. Ditto with African Bank, down 49% in the year. In terms of fund managers and, and the performance tables, the league tables of, of unit trusts for the year, it's going to take something, I guess, something quite special to to prevent the, the status quo from continuing what we saw in the uh, first six months of the year and, and really looking at those, those ranking tables for the full year anyone who's avoided retail I guess is sitting pretty, anyone who's, who's avoided resources is sitting e- even prettier Yeah, but uh, you know, a day like today um, re- retail bounce sharply resources bounce sharply so fund managers are sitting scratching their heads at the moment wondering whether to get sucked back into the underperformance um, our view is we're kind of staying our course We've got very little exposure to both of those. But, uh, you know, one could argue that resource companies particularly have got very cheap. It's obviously all dependent on where the resource prices go. Um, but we still don't think retail shares are cheap. Uh, you're still paying 15, 16 D multiples um, for those businesses. Um, and, and some of them have, have quite difficult outlooks for the next year or two. Peter Armitage is with Anchor Capital. David, uh, resource companies look cheap. Some of these top 20 look very expensive. <laughs> no, I, I think you've got to be very careful. And the worry is, as I said earlier, you can get a trading bounce, but it's whether it's sustainable. Um, you know, Anglo-Americans now trading at 190, at 230, we, we reckoned it was a, it's cheap and every week recommending it. It's now smaller than Sassel in terms of market cap. Mm. It's fallen into eighth place, uh, on the JSE. So it gives you an idea 
of how the pecking order has changed. And of course, we know what's at the top. I think what Peter said as well, what's, what's, what's interesting is that even though you had a lot of those gainers that he mentioned, very few of them have got muscle on them. They're smaller companies mm. and therefore don't necessarily move the needle, don't necessarily move the all-share index. Just running through a few of these, Coronation, mm. Capital and Counties, that's the uh, London Property Group, uh, AECI, EOH, mm. Times Media, Supergroup, Mondi, Discovery, Nosparis, Aspen Pharmacare. We've seen a couple of these names yeah. coming through as, as top performers in, in 2012 mm. and that momentum continuing. Mm. You, you'll see those coming through. You'll see, you know, and Net, uh, sorry, not uh, Nasperis, Aspen, mm. uh, Discovery. Mondi. Those are all in the top 40. Mondi as well is getting it there. And uh, those are the kind of companies that can actually um, adjust, uh, kind of, what's the word, uh, really influence the all-share mm. index. British American Tobacco, Richemont, and all of those, of course, are up there. So it depends uh, if, you, if you're an index buyer uh, or you want to track the index, those are the ones that you've got to follow. You know, the banks have also been non-performers or very uh, mediocre performers, and they, they have a heavy weighting in the actual index. They're sizable companies, and therefore they almost neutralize performance. Well, today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. Session, please report to aisle four and restock me. Thank you. With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. This IntegriTax feature is brought to you by the Chartered Accountants of South Africa in the interest of providing professional tax planning solutions to minimize business or individual tax risk. Pit Nell, the Project Director for Tax at Psycho Standards, joins us in this month's IntegriTax feature. Pit, the 2013 tax season kicks off today. Taxpayers uh, need to get their returns in order and get those returns submitted. The first deadline, though, is for non-provisional taxpayers. Yes, Hilton, that's right. And that is at the end of uh, last last Friday, the 22nd of November, 2013, for that. And provisional taxpayers they've got a little more leeway and they only have to put their returns in, in, in it, it sounds long away, next year, Friday the 31st of January 2014. You, you mentioned that this sound quite, quite a way away, a good couple of months away, even for, for non-provisional taxpayers, but if all your affairs are in order, it should be very simple and, and very uh, important, I guess, that you do it early. I would, I would suggest so, yeah. We've had the experience with, with the, the way in which returns are now submitted and being assessed almost in, instantaneously. That I, in fact, some of my colleagues are, can't wait for, man, for, 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 you know, to put in the return this <laughs> evening because they've got, uh, they expect a, a refund, yeah. So, and, uh, clearly one wouldn't want to leave it for the last, last day. We've had some problems in the past where people were unable to submit because of the high volume of people trying to submit on the due date. So, yes, it is advisable to put it in rather early. But the big change this year for, for especially non-provisional taxpayers is the threshold. So if you earn under a certain amount every year, you don't need to submit a return at all. That's correct, and it follows from what the minister had announced in the budget speech. SARS um, website information confirms this that only individuals um, that earn in excess of 250,000 rand of annual income will have to submit return, but there are some requirements. The first is that these are certain specific individuals that only earn salary income from one employer, so in principle would only have one IRP5, mm. have no other taxable interest or rental income, and 
also not entitled to any tax allowances, uh, such as medical, retirement annuities, or business travel expenses. So, so they really, you know, there's that song about little boxes. So they are the ones that that really earn just income, being finally assessed by the by their employer. They don't have to submit any returns. On a practical level, your employer, if you do qualify for this, would have paid all your PAYE across already. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. The employer would would make certain normally in February when they do the final um, payment that they have taken into account all the relevant allowances you're entitled to and have correctly determined your tax. But just looking at that threshold, if you do meet that threshold, say for instance I earn 200,000 rand a year, I do receive interest income, but it's lower than the threshold for interest income. Uh, do I still need to, to submit a return or do I not? Based on past experience, and, and we haven't seen the Government Gazette yet that finally confirms this, and I would think that it would be exactly the same, you won't have to. So if your interest income is below the exempt amount, um, which for this year would be, if you're under 65, 22,300, then you wouldn't have to put in a return based on that alone. So it would be taxable income in excess of the exempt amounts. Just finally, and we spoke about this last month, uh, the the tax practitioners, if you do make use of a tax practitioner, those tax practitioners do have to be registered. Yeah, so today, the 1st of July, is also the due date for all tax practitioners that render tax-related services to be registered with SARS and also fall under the jurisdiction of a controlling body that controls tax practitioners. And for individuals wanting to obtain tax advice, assistance with tax returns, it's important and imperative, I think, that they actually inquire whether the person that they're using is an individual registered with a professional body and, um, in terms of legislation, also registered with SARS. Pete Null is Project Director for Tax at Psycho Standards. This Tax feature was brought to you by the Chartered Accountants of South Africa in the interest of providing professional tax planning solutions to minimize business or individual tax risk. Tax is an electronic tax newsletter published monthly by the members of the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants. CASAs have extensive taxation expertise and experience. Consult with the CASA for professional tax planning and advice. For up-to-date, relevant and insightful tax articles, visit www.sica.co.za forward slash Integritax. Well, we're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. It's 6.30 now and time for Game Plan.